Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com Happy Thursday evening and welcome to Encore on Midlands 103 with me, Shannon Fogarty. This is the Midlands dedicated arts show bringing you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. To get in touch, you can pop me a text 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to take part in the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. Tonight on the show, we've got a busy one. So the Celtic Eye Art Group backs Irie Artistic Project. So we'll have artist, poet and founder of the the Celtic Eye Art Group, on to tell us a little bit more about this. We'll have Dennis Madden, founder of the first ever Irish Film Berlin Festival. He'll join me to spill all the details of this incredible festival. And I'll have Chasing Abbey and some members of the Sacred Heart School Choir on a little later to chat about the song that they did together. So we've been a very exciting hour here on Midlands 103. But let's kick off the show with a dance performance. So following its sold-out two-night run at the Dublin Dance Festival in 2002, Catherine Young Dance is delighted to present A Call to You, which is coming to the Dunamay's Arts Centre in Portleash on Thursday, May 4th, as part of a national tour. So I'm joined by Catherine Young herself. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Shannon. Nice to be here. No problem. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more of what A Call to You is? Yeah, it's a it's a live dance show with um, eight dancers and five musicians, and we created it last year because just as we were coming out of lockdown, it was the first time we had all been in a room together for for two years, um, and the, the, the work kind of emerged from 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 that time. At the same time, Putin had invaded Ukraine, so that was in the room with us as well. So the piece really looks at that journey from kind of the autonomous individual. I think before COVID, you know, we were all operating as individuals thinking that what we did didn't affect other people and I think what COVID taught us was that like you know all our actions are are affecting other people and that we are we're all interconnected so the piece is kind of a journey to, to find community and I think that was one thing that we, we learned from lockdown that together we're, we're stronger and that there's there's real joy and a sense of sense of togetherness when, when we're part of a community so the piece is that journey from kind of light from dark to light from from the individual to to that sense of a tribe or, or, or a group or a community. So that's kind of where it came from. And I love the idea of what words can't say, the body can express. So the fact that you're telling a story through dance, I think is lovely. And that you have eight dancers. And, and how long does the show run for? Uh, it's Last year we, we premiered in, we had a preview in Longford and then we did the Dublin Dance Festival. And then we're on a three-week tour at the moment. So we're going to eight venues around the country. So, yeah, and also uh, part of the show is inspired by Ukrainian folk dance, the second half of the show, because we wanted to, to involve a little bit from, from that tradition, kind of as an act of solidarity. So we are hoping that we, we have a lot of um, our Ukrainian guests coming to, to see the shows as well, which is kind of really kind of meaningful for us and hopefully for them as well, just to see a little bit of their culture on stage. Yeah, you unite both of the cultures together, which is which is lovely. And I guess in the middle of your tour right now, how is it going? It's going great. Uh, we had a brilliant opening night in um, backstage at Longford, and we had a great night in Dublin last night. So, yeah, we're thrilled with the responses that the audience are, are giving us. I think they're really they're really getting the work and they're really enjoying it. So, uh, people are leaving the theatre buzzed and, and excited for the the live music and the dancing. So. It's, it's doing what we hoped for. We, we kind of hoped to, to give the audience a, a lovely experience of, of live music and dance and 
to feel a bit more hopeful about life and and everything that's you know world. So it, it, it seems to be doing what we set out to do. So hopefully that will continue along the tour. And it'll be in the Dunamis Arts Centre on Thursday, May fourth. So I, I ask everybody this, but a part of the the tour, what is your favourite part of it? Uh, favourite part. I mean, it's always lovely to see audience reactions, you know, and it's different. Like I think the, the beauty of live theatre is it's a different show every time, and depending on who the audience is, the show lands differently. So it's never the same. Um, it's kind of on like a film where you do a film, it's always the same. It's, it's always slightly different, um, and it's just lovely to see the different reactions and and also what, what different audiences see in the work like the work has a loose narrative but there's enough space for people to kind of read their own story into it so it's really lovely hearing kind of what audience see and what it means to people and you know how it might touch people because I think the, the goal when I make work is you want it to, to be meaningful and when someone goes through a journey of, of watching a live piece of theatre you want them to come out feeling a little bit different or maybe looking at the world different or themselves a bit different um so it's, I, I always found it really lovely to hear comments about what what it meant to somebody when they saw the show so that's that's that's, that's always a, a lovely part um and then it's, it's it's a lovely crew of dancers and musicians so it's, it's really nice to be on the road with, with them for, for the for the three weeks and also to see the show evolve like the more you do the show the more it evolves and and grows so it's lovely to see the work um kind of uh, getting getting to, to have a lot a longer life than just two or two nights you know so that, that's exciting as well and it's nice that, that you can bring in things that are happening in everyone's lives and not have to speak about it so the fact that everyone can kind of take their own interpretation from the dance that's it you know i think words are very potent and, and also like words have been misconstrued and they're used you know with all the, the fake news and, and words have has become something nearly tiring so there's something about that the body doesn't lie like you know when you see a body moving it's very hard to, to, to lie or to manipulate with it. So it's quite pure. Um, and also, you know, often people may not have, we, we assume that, you know, with a piece of English theatre that people have the language. So with dance, it doesn't matter if you, where you come from and if you have English or not, because you're going to, you're going to understand that kind of the universal language of dance. And it also, it does, it leaves it a little bit more open so that you, you can leave a little bit of space to, for somebody, for everybody to see their own, their own their own story in it or their own interpretation and there's no wrong interpretation with it because it, it's whatever whatever you see as a viewer or whatever's going on in your life or whatever this is the music or the dance makes you feel it's all that's all correct so i love that about dance that it, it has a bit more space for people to kind of meet meet themselves in the work and and, and it's a little a little less dictated than, than say text would be you know so i think that's 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 there's kind of a there's a magic space in that which I think is really really wonderful, um, and especially with music as well. There's a bit of potency there uh, to kind of get lost in it as well. And and even if you get it or don't get it, you can still enjoy the music and you can still enjoy just the beauty of the dancing as well. So hopefully there's a lot for people to enjoy with it. And I'm sure there will be. And for people that are interested in it now, where can they get tickets for the show that's going to head into Dunamis? The Dunamis Arts Centre is, is, is the place to get tickets, and then my website CatherineYoungDance.com has all the details of the tour as well. So they, 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 the link to Dunamis Arts Centre is there as well, so that's, that's easier to get to. But yeah, yeah, come see the show. I, I, I can guarantee a good night out. Oh, that's br- Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate thank you, you taking the time. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Sorry about the, the dropout of the <laughs> technology. <okay>. <laughs> that's <laughs> technology. no problem at all. 
All right. Have a lovely show. You Take t- care. Thanks, Catherine. And if you are interested in A Call to You, head over to dunamaze.ie or to katherineyoungdance.com and grab those tickets while you can. So coming up after the break, we have all the details about the Celtic Eye Art Group backing the Irie Art Project right here on Midlands 103. Encore, brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. This is Encore on Midlands 103 and the Celtic Eye Art Group has partnered with the Irie Artistic Project. And joining me now is artist, poet and a founder of the Celtic Eye Art Group, Nicola Bowes, along with Story Archaeology podcast creator, Chris Thompson. Thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So, Chris, I am going to go to you first and I'm just going to ask you if you can explain a little bit about the Irie Project. Yes, of course. It was the second arts project, uh, uh, international arts project, founded by Professor Ralph Kenner, a statistical physicist who's also a gifted mythographer. Now, he's at Coventry, at Coventry University, but he was born in Athlone and he had a huge amount of time for the importance of Irish mythology. He first of all set up a, um, an international arts competition on the subject of Shinnan and the Shannon, which is really important, because of a statue that went up in Athlone that was probably not really anything to do with Shinnan. And when that went extremely well, we went on to do a second international arts competition, this time featuring all the incredible women characters from Irish mythology. And what I love is that Ralph, being a mathematician, has all sorts of wonderful algorithms to try and examine and analyze various myth structures, including the Irish stories. And he's been able to show a large amount of evidence that suggests that women in Irish mythology have a lot more agency, play a lot more important parts than in other equal myth structures, such as the stories of Homer or Baby Beowulf. No, we've got something special with Irish stories. And, and so now that competition is, is coming to an end and the results should be out, hopefully this week or possibly next, we want to take this further. And Irie, we have partners, including Celtic Eye, who've joined us because they're all people who care about caring for the land and also um, the environment and also the importance of the stories that are set in the landscape. And as Irie in, um, in old, is the old Irish, early Irish, is two words meant rise up or stand up. And I think it's about time that our world-class Irish mythology stories should stand up and be counted with indigenous stories that are as good as anywhere you'll find in the world. That is fantastic. So I'm just going to hop over to Nicola real quick. Nicola, how do you feel having partnered with this project? Oh, well, Celtic Eye were delighted to join this project, the, uh, mainly because I had a great chat with Ralph. He met us here up in Capitagra in County Galway last August, and he's a very down-to-earth person, uh, very like-minded like ourselves, he loved the way that we express the karst landscape and the connection with mythology, folklore, uh, biodiversity. So we, we were on the same track. And obviously the goddesses, we, we were actually in the middle of doing this ourselves, painting goddesses and highlighting the goddesses, the Celtic goddesses of Ireland. And it is important to, you know, talk about our history and our own culture. And I know you brought that up as, as well, Chris. So I guess what is the in, in, importance for this project for, you know, the roles of iconic females and for protecting our world? Oh, right. It's 
I think the thing is that a lot of the old stories, really well-known stories like the Tonbol Cunha or the Kapag Turan, they're all stories that tell us that it's the importance is that um, women protect, you know, particularly with women's role in the, in the importance in the environment. And for instance, people know about Colin and all those wonderful uh, epic stories, but underneath there's a story about, you know, if you muck up your landscape, if you muck up your environment, your world will become a wasteland. And it's the same in other stories. There's always an underlying message going on. Be careful. You need to keep the land green and growing. And that's what we've got here. We've got a wonderful green and growing land, and we've got stories that tell us that we really need to know about it, protect it, know how to use it, and look after it. Uh, and I think that's why we're all on the same page. And I guess there have been a number of submissions, and as you said, you're waiting to um, to pick one of those as a, as a winner. What sort of submissions did you get? Uh, do you want to take that, um, uh, Nicola, or should I start? What do you think? <laughs> You can start there, Chris, if you like, yeah. You're with the project longer okay. than me. Well, we all, because this is, uh, um, you know, it's analyzed and all submissions are looked at in a very special way. Each one of a quite a large panel, including Nicola and myself, was sent 15 to 20 entries. And we analyzed those and, and, and gave us our ideas. Oh, there were some superb ones amongst them. Nicola and I have talked about it, but we don't necessarily know that we all saw the same ones. But there were several that were outstanding. And after that, they go through Ralph's Calibrate with Confidence algorithm just to make sure that everything is really, um, you know, is it, analyzed properly. So it's not just our favorites. This is looked at in quite a scientific way. And we can't wait to see. I want to, I want to uh, talk to some of the people who have created these wonderful pieces of work on the Story Archaeology podcast. So I can't wait for the results to come out. Nicola, and what's your take on some of the submissions that you saw? Uh, well, as an artist, it was, um, a, it was a dream project for me to be one of the assessors judging these. But it would be very difficult to, for me to pick who was the winner because it was such a great diversity and each artist, you could really tell, put everything into their work, not just in the, the piece that they created, but also the research that they've done into each goddess that, uh, that all these artists um, portray through their art. Yeah. And I guess I know it we'll be, be picking a winner very soon. And it's, as you said, Nicola, it'll be very difficult to pick a winner for something like this. But I, is, the, is this something that's going to carry on into the future? So will there be a third one next year? I think yes, at the moment uh, that's up to Ralph. <laughs> Go on, Nicola. No, no, I'll let you answer that question, actually. Yeah, if you want, Chris. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I know that Ralph wants to go on working, promoting these wonderful Irish mythological figures, these culture heroes, ancestors figures. They're really important. And uh, I, But I think he'll also want to extend, we're talking about looking further at uh, how the how the uh, stories in the landscape can be, be promoted and how we can encourage and um, encourage people to really get to know their own landscape through stories. After all, I, I, I agree about the art, Nicola, but also I think humans, like us, are really hardwired for stories. We like stories and we, we like pictures. And you, I know, Nicola, are a storyteller in pictures. You really are. As an art group, we are going to continue it in our way as a collaboration, which is which we've already started, um, uh, recruiting artists around the country 
with uh, a new exhibition that we have coming up with in collaboration with Ira and hopefully Ralph will be able to attend it in August and it's called Land of Legends. And again, it goes back to these goddesses, but how we can connect them with biodiversity, myths, legends, the culture and heritage of our land. Because we know that these goddesses represent nature, fertility, strength, wisdom, and women are very strong. And I guess for anyone that's like, listening, uh, Nicola, how can they get involved in if they want to be involved in this land of legends? Uh, well, we've started that process already. We've contacted a lot of artists who have been on the journey um, with Celtic Guide for the last two and a half years in highlighting biodiversity, nature, legends, and, uh, and heritage and, and uh, folklore. So we've already have put... Um, We've already collected all these artists. We've already uh, lined them up. But if anyone did want to contact us, I want to be part of this exhibition, they can contact me. And we also have a group online, which is called the Celtic Eye Art Group Extension on Facebook. So they can contact us there as well. And it's not just about art. We try to bring in people who are poets, dancers, singers. It's a wide range. We have herbalists as well on our on our group. So, yeah, it's how you can portray these goddesses in your own way. And there will be a lot more projects. I can't, it's still firming up at the moment. We really need to make sure that once the, uh, the submissions are all judged and the, the prize winners announced, there are more projects. And you can always find the latest. And to a certain extent, there, there, there's new things coming up all the time. And you can also have a look on storyarchaeology.com which is where all the latest news is. And, and yes, and, and of course, Celtic, you'll also find all the information on Celtic Eye. That's another place. Um, now you're connected up, Nicola. We'll, we, can, we can share all the news together. So there, there's plenty of ways to find out what's coming next. Well, we are very excited to see the submission that's going to win this. But Nicola and Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the show this evening. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for time. asking me. No problem. So that was Nicola and Chris, and that's the Celtic Eye Art Group and the Story Archaeology Podcast. So make sure you're listening to that to see the submission winner and to hear all about their journey. So coming up, we're halfway through the show, but coming up after the break, we'll find out everything about the first ever Irish Film Berlin Festival. So we'll go to Dennis, who was over in Berlin, right after these on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 183, thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lane, with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com Welcome back to Encore with me, Jennifer And the programme for the first ever Irish Film Berlin Festival has been announced with brand new showcase of Irish screen creativity taking place on the 26th, 27th and 28th May at the Berlin Irish House Cinema. Joining me now, all the way from Berlin, is founder of the Irish Film Berlin and director of European Tech Hub Network based in and Berlin. Dennis Madden. Dennis, thank you for coming on the show this evening. Good, good evening, Shannon. How are you doing? You know, greetings from Berlin, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> How is it in Berlin right now? Um, yeah, well, I think the sun is a little bit further set than it is in Tullamore or Burr, but um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're coming into the, the nicer part of the year now and we're, we're looking forward to 
some some festivals and uh, some some good times. Speaking um, of festivals, yeah. you have created the Irish Film Berlin Festival. What inspired this? Yeah, well, I suppose Shannon, it's like a lot of things. Uh, um, over the pandemic, we all were kind of taken out of our routines and. Uh, we were restricted to home and uh, maybe we weren't flying around so much anymore. And um, the, the my, my, it's probably based on my uh, connection with uh, film or, or in the past and photography and the fact there was a, a gap for almost six years of um, a showcase for Irish film in Germany and in Berlin. And with the fantastic... Uh, performance of Irish film over the last 12 months in Oscar, the Oscars, and last year also at the Berlinale, Colleen Kuhn, uh, scooping uh, two awards. It just seemed the perfect opportunity to restart the um, a film festival in Berlin for Irish film and to really give it a, a showcase and create a platform going forward, so not just for you know, St. Patrick's Day and not just Berlin, but right throughout the year and in the different regions to to bring Irish film to, to Berlin. But I, I would say, Shannon, it started off as a much smaller idea. It started off with a chat with uh, Gary uh, Hochter, who runs uh, Offline Film Festival in Burr, and over a cup of coffee at Emma's uh, great coffee shop on the main street in Burr, we said, let's how do we bring... Uh, Burr films and Offaly films to to Berlin and it started off quite modest and with all these things um, it it grew and grew so it's now a three-day festival to start off with and it as you the dates you gave it's the end of May uh, so Friday Saturday and Sunday evening at a lovely art house uh, cinema theater in in Berlin we're bringing the best of uh, the Offline Film Festival, so the, that great uh, festival in, in Burr has been running for 13 years now, and um, some other uh, great um, films in, in, in different formats uh, to, to the three nights of the festival. And I know on the 28th you have Made in Midlands programme. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure, yeah. It's actually the, the, we're, it's our it's the Saturday night, so the 27th, we have made in Midlands. Uh, and it is, is the, um, it's, it's a, a set over two hours of uh, shorts from Midland Connections, either um, film awfully uh, uh, supported uh, or filmed in awfully. So we, we start off with on the first night, uh, the first uh, performance or, or, or screening is Noreen, which is directed by Donald Gleeson um, and starring Brendan Gleeson and Brian Gleeson. It's a real family affair. And it was the winner of the first uh, um, first film, Offaly Bursary, back in 2010. Um, so it's, we're really pleased to be able to uh, show that. It was uh, filmed around Shannon Bridge and it's just a really hilarious um, short, 18 minutes long, long live action starring um, Brendan and Brian Gleeson hamming it up as uh, bungling guardy on, on a crime scene. And it, 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 it's a great way to start. It's called Noreen. I think you should get a really you know, big, big new lease of life. Uh, the second um, one is also live action. 
directed by James Doherty, and it's screen, it's filmed in Ranlochbura, and it's called yeah, Neon Meets Argon, uh, but 14 minutes long, um, produced by Nicky Gogan, support of Screen Ireland, uh, focus short scheme. So, you know, that's also a, a, a great, partly also filmed in Bar. So again, another uh, made in Midlands uh, live action film. Um, there's so many of them actually to pack into two hours, but with The Passion, directed by Maya Malarkey, and it was supported by, again, film Offaly Bursary. Uh, we switched then to animations that were um, created in Burr. Uh, one is a Dream Report with Jack O'Shea, um, was the creator of that. It won an IFTA, and it was part of the animation residency, which is supported by uh, Offaly County Council. And that one is about, it fits the uh, Burr vibe of astronomy. So it's uh, dreams about aliens coming to Earth. And there's a, a voiceover actually by uh, Peter Campion from Burr. He might be better known as the priest in Derry Girls. But, you know, that's a dream report. So, um, again, the list goes on. Soft Tissue, uh, Keenan Noonan animation. It's up for the IFTAs next week. Um, we have um, Garrett Daly, uh, an awfully director, uh, with a lovely 1985, well, it's actually much newer than that, in, in 2020, called Nothing to, to Declare, and it's a documentary covering that escapade from 1985 when two young guys get on a plane to London and then on to New York and meets them today and how it all happened. So Garrett Daly has some, some great, great documentaries, and we're showing that. And we wrap it off with uh, Gunter Falls in Love, directed by Carla Mooney. Now, that's a short, short, it's stop motion. So it's, it's actually directed by a, uh, a Berlin filmmaker, but produced by Carla. And we're, you know, some of these I've yet to see too. So for me, they're, they're new and, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, coming at it very fresh. So that's just, that's our made in Midlands. We're hoping still to somehow get in a great uh, short uh, called Saving the Turf which was um, produced by Fiona Breen. And you know, that just really captures that going to the turf, or going to the bog, saving the turf, and you know the, the story of Bordnemona in the Midlands. You have we, so we, many we incredible f- submissions there. that It's, it's, it's going to be uh, an yeah, incredible sure. three-day event. So if anyone wants any more information or tickets for this, where can they find those? Yeah, really simple. Go to um, Irish Film Berlin. Dot IE, find the programs, uh, the program, uh, how to book a ticket. Um, so you can book for, for one night, one performance only, or, or for, for over the three nights. And look, it would be great to get people out from the Midlands uh, to, to support the, the festival. Um, you know, it's, it really is bringing Burr to Berlin. We do hope to return the favour and have some Berlin filmmakers come to Burr for the Offline Film Festival in in the autumn so that would be a, a nice connection between the two so and filmmakers are coming out so it's not just screenings we are uh bringing out filmmakers we're making connections with berlin filmmakers in in berlin uh we, we we've it's a three-day event as i say shannon so on the first night a film that i really love it's about uh, irish students going to germany in the 80s working in the factories we all worked in, and in, in from from canning, 
gherkins and fruit or working in, in steel factories. And then, so that's where it, it, it opens and then it follows these eight students, what happened to them afterwards. It's called We Ourselves and it's getting a film premiere in Germany on the first night of so that opener, directed by Paul Mercer, produced by Anne Gately. And we have a, a very supportive Adrian O'Sullivan from Cork is the executive producer. Uh, and I just say that this festival is supported by uh, Irish sponsors, very much from the private sector. We, we've we've uh, trying to get this off the off off the ground. Uh, it needed people to to rally around and and get involved. Our final night we're calling our Oscar night, and uh, there's a few uh, awfully people and Midlands people looking forward. They've been saying already that they're going out to get the Gunadas for the <laughs> awfully night and the red carpet. Oh, and, brilliant! You know, we've just organised. Uh, on Colleen Kuhn and an Irish good good goodbye to to say say farewell to the festival on on the Sunday night. Dennis, that is brilliant, but I'm I'm gonna have to cut you there because we were just running out of time. Brilliant. But thank you so much for coming yep, on no and telling us all about that. And I wish you the best of luck with it. Yep, thanks very much, Shannon. No problem. So if you want any more information, it's irishfilmberlin.ie. So coming up after the break, I have the Sacred Heart Choir and Chasing Abbey. Encore on Midlands 183, thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone, with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com I have a very, very full studio right now and I'm very excited for this. We have Chasing Abby in studio. Hello, boys. Oh, yeah. How are we doing? What's going on? Good and we also here. have some of the girls from the Sacred Heart School Choir. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've asked all of you guys here because the choir was involved in the Chasing Abbey's song Lie, which I think is absolutely brilliant. I'm going to go to the girls first. How was it being involved in the whole process? Um, I thought it was like a really good experience for us because we're all very like involved in music in the school, like a lot of stuff is based around music, and we've never been in like an environment like that. Um, I thought it was really impressive that we got it done in like a whole day, just one day. So yeah, I thought it was a really good experience. Just and that was the music video. It was all yeah. done in one day. And yeah, the, and the audio. And, and the, the audio. audio. Yeah, yeah. The audio. they had to learn learn the part, all the different harmonies, record them, and then shoot the video. Um, wow. We did in like what two classes? Or two yeah, classes. Three classes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And where did you record the video? It was in the music room of the school. Yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. I was uh, actually a perfect setting. Um, because they had the choir stage rise there, so it uh, I worked out a treat. And I'm gonna ask you, B, and whoever else wants to answer, but why a choir for this particular song? Um, so we always said we always wanted to do with a choir or do a song with a choir. Um, and we thought about it on many occasions, but no, none of our songs really lended itself to uh, a big uh, group singing with different harmonies and stuff. But when Lie came along, um. There's actually a vocoder in the chorus, which is just a collection of loads of harmonies. Um, and we're like, this is a perfect opportunity to break up that vocoder, uh, put it into real voices and record it with a choir. So we're like, let's do a lie. That was kind of really. I love it because I know you guys were on with the Very Irish playlist before with Adam C. And lie came about from a voice note. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I'm going to have to root out, aren't I? <laughs> we do this every oh, single time. Every time, I never have it ready. <laughs> I mean, you should have known. I know. Yeah, you never have it ready. Ever. Never, ever have it ready. I'm always... But basically, we were going to uh, five-a-side soccer. Yeah. It was like a Thursday night or something. And we were just home from the studio, and 
I, I landed in this voice note. I was tying my shoelaces for my boots, <laughs> and this melody just came into my head, and I just started singing. I was like, that's not bad. So I just voice voice recorded it, sent it into the group. Yes, that one. Yeah, so it was the 1st of September 2021. I'm not sure if there's any cameras I can see. <laughs> and this was the voice note at 38 minutes past seven. <laughs> But it started with a lie, 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 That was it. And then I replied, I'm outside, man. I was taking him up to play soccer. And I never even listened to it until like two hours later. And then we were just laughing, being like, that's really good. We should get into the studio and make it a song. So the next day we got to work. So why this choir? Well, there's a few reasons. Um, we judged the talent competition for Sacred Heart a couple of months back, and we were very impressed with the with the talent on display. So, very talent. Yeah, uh, yeah like so we and we got on with everybody. It was a good buzz. And we actually performed a few songs, and it was great. We had a, we had a great time. Uh, and also, the choir master is my first cousin, so <laughs> that was another reason. So it had to be the Sacred Heart, you know. Oh, that's so sweet. So, girls, does this make you want to get into the industry of music now, being involved in this whole thing? Um, yeah, I've always had um, sort of a passion for music anyways, but I never got the opportunity to record a video or even just record a sound. So it was really nice to kind of see what the behind the scenes was like and it kind of made me think if I wanted to get into it or not and now I know I do. Yeah. So what Very sort cool. of advice cool. would yeah. you give them? It's just, I, think, I think the best advice you can give to anybody is just be patient with yourself, be consistent. I, it's very cliche to say work hard, but do work hard and don't be too hard on yourself, I think. I think that's important. Yeah, mistakes are good. Yeah, yeah, mistakes are good. Yeah, yeah for sure, because you learn. You, you do. learn more from mistakes than yeah. you do from. Uh, Once you bounce back from the mistake, that's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah, that's how I find. I make so many mistakes, but you always learn from them, which is brilliant. But yeah. what was your favorite part of the entire thing? Um, I love when they got to shoot the video because it's really cool to actually like see how the video was made. Um, like with the camera zooming in and out, and like they turned on a strobe light, and it just looked really cool in the music room. Um, and yeah. the costumes, all of those are pre-prepared and ready to go. Actually, yeah, we like uh, <clears throat> just said to, I think it was to Ellen to just ask the girls to wear all black. And mm. um, we weren't sure what was going to happen on the day because, <laughs> you know, we just had the one day to do it. And as all the girls were coming in, they were all just in like black hoodies and just looked yeah, apart. Yeah. And we were yeah. like, savage, it was all perfect. So yeah. yeah, they nailed all that. So. And the music video is unreal. It's out now, which is very good. Yeah. But you also have new music and things that have come out. And the vault on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell me more about that. The vault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's a, so it's one song a week uploaded to SoundCloud and YouTube. Uh, basically, it, like we've ha- we've been writing songs for the past six years, really, and you can only do like five official releases a year, pretty much. But uh, we were like, we've so many songs, we need to just start putting them out there. So we're like, right, that's it. We're just gonna do it every week. Pour ourselves under pressure, get them ready every week. We love uh, the hardship. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're. I think we're on week three now. So yeah, see how long. We'll see how long we can last. <laughs> yeah. it's fun though. It's like, like uh, you know, when you do like an official release, they can be dragged out over months and stuff. So you're you just end up focusing on one song. But with the vault, it's like as soon as it's uploaded, you're like. Right, forget about that one. We need to get the next, <laughs> next one ready for next week. And then yeah. you have like a couple of days of like bashing heads against the wall, trying to like figure it out and stuff. And then 
you get that one just in time and then you're on to the next one so yeah week mm. three now and it sounds like it's going on years but <laughs> it's the top it's process. fun though it is fun yeah. yeah some of the songs are really old too like they could be like yeah. four years old and you pull them back up and you're like ooh oh so no. you're going you're going back into your own vault <laughs> yeah. 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 it's yeah, literally yeah. into our vault yeah, yeah. And yeah. how is the whole writing music? Yeah. Who, who does most of it? Who writes most well, of the music? Or is a, it all a team effort? No, it's a team it's effort. It is a team effort. Yeah, yeah. like when, we're, when we do a session, we just go into the studio and we, we usually start with the drums, turn on the drums, get a bit of a bass line going probably, and then we just kind of just start vibing and then like start humming melodies. And we might have like an idea maybe before we go into the studio or it might just be there on the spot and then... Like that voice note from Lie is like fairly misleading because... It's the only song, kind of that ever, probably. Yeah, yeah. that came from nearly a whole idea yeah. before the studio, like completely outside of it. Where yeah. Ted sent it to us, and we knew what was nearly going to be before we got into the studio. Mm. Usually, it happens in the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like we're uh, getcha. working on it, but yeah. um, that's a once off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, are the choir going to be heading anywhere with you guys? We'll have tour. to do something. We'll have yeah, to, yeah. Have, yeah. To, yeah. have to bring yeah. them out. I think there's some talk of some show, maybe. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, appearance. Yeah. Some yeah. appearance locally, I, we think, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> ah, it's in the works. It sounds like it's first time you're here. We're hearing it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry, you'll be there. How yeah, does, yeah, you'll be there. How does that make you feel, girls? <laughs> really excited. Excited, yeah. yeah. And it's nice to have something fun to look forward to because we're all in sixth year and. It's going to be a hard few months. So the leaving search. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you doing here? <laughs> I got you out for the day. It's fine. That's, that's two days we've taken away from you. Yeah. <laughs> the worst influences ever. It's fine. It's fine. You're going to have to do music now. What else can we expect from the choir this year? Ooh. Ooh. I think there's a performance in the new art centre with the choir. Ooh. Oh, of course. Oh, in the new Esker yeah. Art Centre. Yeah. Thank you, all of you, for coming in. I'm very excited. I'm going to play live on the show just yeah. after this. Nice cool. one. But thanks. And what is it coming up for you guys um, this year? Um, yeah, we got we got uh, we got a new tune coming with uh, Eric Cody soon. So that's yeah, yeah. That's and loads more from and the loads balls, more so. from the <laughs> <laughs> I know. I keep, sure. I'm on Instagram all the time. Going, right, when's the next one? <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And while we're here, I just want to say thanks so much to the Secretary Choir, yeah, all yeah. the girls that are involved. It was and a great experience for us too. So yeah. And Miss Godley. Yeah. yeah. Her yeah. We, we enjoyed it as much as he did, and it's great to hear how much he enjoyed it. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Thank you. Yeah. It was so much fun. Encore, in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Cologne, our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. Big thank you to all of my guests that came on, especially to Chasing Abbey and the girls from the Sacred Heart Choir. They were absolutely brilliant. Check out their video lie it's everywhere um, also big thanks to all of my other guests that came on and again thank you so much for listening for you it wouldn't if it wasn't for you I wouldn't be here again if you want to be a part of the show you can email me encore at midlands103.com I will be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash Offaly and Westmeath and I just want to say the best luck to Katie Hanamy who is taking part in the Junk Ashore next Thursday and that comes in from her mother and her design is called Noteworthy so the best of luck with that Katie very excited for you but coming up is the amazing Joe Cooney and he's going to bring you all the best in country music and I will chat to you next Thursday from 7 o'clock have a good one